G'day and welcome to the Beyond the Message podcast. Hey, it is great to have you here listening in today. My name is Lockie and I'm the host of this experience. And really my job is to help guide those 167 hours beyond Sunday or beyond the message so that you can grow in your faith all throughout the week. Today, I sit down with Riley Brown and we talk through part four of our current series called Taking Responsibility for Your Life. We really ask the big question, are you taking responsibility for the opportunities or taking them for granted? And in our conversation, we talk about, hey, what have you been given? How can you work out what you've been given? And how can you use what you have been given? We really hope you enjoy this episode. Well, Riley Brown, it's great to have you back because you were missing. You were gone for a decent, let's just say, a decent seven days. You were missing from the face of this earth. Rejoin. <laughs> I didn't have anything after doing a little bit of ice soap. I've eaten a lot of frozen meals. Um, I had some ice cream, so that was nice. Um, but yeah, I've kind of come out of ISO and then I've just realized like the whole of I live around like Sandgate Shoncliffe Way and like I've just gone for a drive down the road and I'm like, there's literally buildings that have been like put up that I didn't. <laughs> I was like, oh my, like. I actually really did have this like more woken up from a dream in a movie and like the whole world's changed but really yeah no there's just like a new tavern um, it's uh, have you seen that new netflix show that's like where they um fly in the air and then they, when they land in their plane 40 or so years have passed no it's not 40 it's like five yeah. years have passed yeah is like it that. like that it's actually exactly the same yeah that is actually yeah for anyone else here that was iso i know they'd, they'd say exactly the same it's just like <laughs> that, that netflix tv show it's yeah, the same. It's the same. you just enter uh, a new world when you arrive outside of your seven-day quarantine. Well, it's so funny because I was talking to like some of our leaders last night, actually, just on a Zoom. We were getting excited looking at Easter. Um, isn't that crazy? Easter's coming up in like nine weeks. What an absolute ruckus that will be in the best way possible. But um, yeah, I was meeting with leaders last night and I was just saying like, it's so weird coming coming out of ISO and you go driving around all of a sudden you kind of feel like you know when you get your p-plates for the first time lucky and you're like I really shouldn't be driving by myself like this doesn't right I've always been a learner I've always had someone next to me supervising me that was me last night going for a drive I'm like am I really good to go like am I fine I was like you're just waiting to get pulled over because you feel like you're doing the wrong thing I had a police car go past me and I was holding onto the wheel like should I be out here I was like yes Riley like you're good anyway that's very good well um, i've got a great photo actually on my phone riley um and it is of you in a window drinking chocolate milk and i just wanted to say that even though we didn't get to hang out for a week we shared a chalky milk socially distanced you were upstairs in the top of your you know two-story house i was down the bottom sharing a chalky milk it was kind of like rapunzel i felt very rapunzel like in that moment and how often <laughs> Rapunzel will get a chalky milk delivered to her. I don't know if I had the chalky. Did I have the chalky milk in my hand or the strawberry milk? Because I think uh, the strawberry. I've got the strawberry here. Pinky milk, and I think it was a bluey edition as well. It, it was. I haven't seen too many bluey editions of Paul's strawberry milk around. So <laughs> can I say it was delightful? I was at five out of five on the pinky milk scale. An absolute treat. Well, Riley, let's jump into our conversation today. Um, we're wrapping up this series called taking responsibility for your life and um Riley, on the weekend you said that we don't choose which opportunities we get but we'll always get to choose how we will respond and i'm really excited about this and the first question i'd like to um hand your way in regards to this idea 
is around like how do we know what we've given what we've been given responsibility for like how can we just take stock of our life and realize what's our responsibility and what's not yeah well i think some of us would know that we you know kind of have certain roles that come with responsibility in our life um you look at, you know, if you've ever been in a sports team before, if you've been a coach, um, you know, there's a certain responsibility there in terms of looking after your team, looking after your players. If, you know, you going through high school, you know that you have teachers that want the best or should want the best uh, for their students as well. And there's a certain responsibility there uh, to steward the gifts that you have as a teacher, um, but also really care about your students as well. And, um, best help them in terms of growing in their own academic life, sporting life, performing arts life, but also their own personal life as well. Like then there's certain responsibilities that come not just in our workplace, but in these different roles. But then we look at roles outside of workplace, right? Like being a parent, being a grandparent. I assume when we go through these different phases of life, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm neither of those yet, but even in terms of being a big brother, like I take on a certain responsibility uh, for myself. That's really been modeled to me by other people in my life. who've been a big brother to me, um, been kind of shown to me through my parents almost like expectation of what it looks like to be a big brother and be responsible uh for for my family and for my little sister as well um but yeah i, I think it's it's something that becomes clearer to us the more we grow in it as well um so when we've kind of been talking about responsibility and specifically how can we see what we've been given responsibility for i think one way is is actually identifying yeah some of these roles that we play in our life obviously if you're boyfriend girlfriend um you know if you have a spouse you have a partner like there's a certain responsibility there too but i definitely say um we can begin to see what we've been given responsibility for when we kind of see and really pay attention to the hand we've been dealt with as well um, I think across this series, one of the things we, you know, really honed in on, and I know we've talked about it before plenty of times of a Sunday lock, but we talk about it heaps in connect group as well, just around our strengths and weaknesses too. We've been talking about it last couple of weeks in BTM, paying attention to what our strengths are and also just paying attention to what some of our weaknesses, what some of our blind spots are as well. But I think when we realize some of the, the strengths that we have and some of the, the gifts um, that we have been gifted um, just in life, we can begin to see how we can actually leverage these things, not just for our own benefit, not just to kind of, you know, shoot us off into a great career life, set us up well financially, but how we can actually learn and grow in these strengths, but also learn and grow in these weaknesses and take responsibility for them to leverage them to actually best help other people um, and help people around us as well to really take on this eternal perspective that again, I know we talk about heaps on BTM, um, kind of this eternal perspective perspective of what really matters uh once we get um to the end of our life this eternal perspective that talks about you know it, it matters how we speak to people it matters how we show generosity it matters how we show love to others um, so i think once we begin to realize yeah what what that looks like and pay attention to the strengths and weaknesses for ourselves pay attention to some of the roles we're taking on in our life we begin to learn more about ourselves and begin to learn more about the hand we've kind of been dealt with too yeah, I find that really interesting because even if you're, as you're talking about some of those roles um, or responsibilities, some are really clean cut. Like if you're an employee, most likely you've got a job job description, which kind of gives you an outline of your scope or responsibilities. Um, potentially, you know, if you're a parent or a, a role like that, there's still a list of responsibilities that you, at, you know, you have got a minimum requirement when it comes to those roles. Maybe your kids need to get fed and taken to school, things like that. 
Um, but then there's those ideas of gifts and talents and, you know, to a degree, we're responsible for how we use those. And that's a little more gray, you know, that's, it's not quite as clear cut. No one's going to be coming up to you, Riley, and say, wow, here are your 10 strengths, here are your 10 weaknesses, and this is what you're meant to do with your life. Uh, I find it, you know, even for me, I really love structure and the lack of structure that comes with like my air of responsibility with my gifts and talents is just a bit unsettling. I don't know if that's the same for you. Yeah, well, it's almost like you think of, I don't know, classic like video game kind of scenario uh, where you kind of go into the game, you create your own hero, but you kind of set them up with what their strengths are already going to be. You know that they're going to be able to fly around, be super strong and be really brave. You know that those are their strengths. Uh, but even for a Superman, like Superman has his own kryptonite as well. He has his own weaknesses. And I think there's definitely kind of that urge when it comes to our own story to just be able to know from the get-go. Like it's something I wish was kind of on paper at some points, Lockie, when particularly probably more so when I'm like kind of, you know, riding a low rather than riding a high, you just desperately want to know like, what am I meant to be doing here? Like what's next? What can I really lean on right now as one of my strengths to just kind of help me get up or help me, you know, help other people. But it's really hard to identify that when we feel like we're in a slump. Some of us probably really wish, I know at times again, I do, you kind of wish you had those key strength characteristics to know, like, you know, what's the hand that I have been dealt with so I can absolutely just nail it using my three strengths, using my five strengths, you know, using my superpowers really. But, um, you know, our life didn't come with a set of instructions like that and, and we weren't kind <laughs> of this customised avatar, customised superhero in a video game or anything like, you know, God didn't make us like he made Sims. Um, so we didn't personalize ourselves in that way. This is a journey that, that we get to go on of life. And, um, you know, even what we're talking about on the weekend, this parable that Jesus shared, um, where really these, these three servants at the end of the day had to settle their accounts with their master. Um, and you had one who ended up having to bring back to his master the same bag of gold that his master gave to him. He didn't do anything with it. He didn't steward it. He didn't invest it. He was kind of nervous and afraid of his master. So he's dug a hole in the ground, put the bag of gold in there and he just left it there. And then when the master came back, he's like, what have you done? Like that does nothing for me. And um, I know, yeah, part of this parable, like I look at it and it's a pretty harsh reality too. Like, you know, there's eventually going to be a time in our life um, where we will get to kind of stand before God and, and you know, have this opportunity of, of really, um, you know, reflecting on like the life that we've lived and, and not what we've done out of an achievement or performance side of things, but the things that we were really present in, the things that really matter to him. Um, and I think for those of us who will follow to Jesus should really matter to us as well, how we go about serving our neighbor, um, how we go about loving other people who are in a very different, you know, circumstance to us who've been given a very different hand who are very different to us. Like that's the stuff that really matters. That's the eternal perspective again and how we really settle this account with God. So um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a big parable from Jesus here. It's got a big main point to it. Um, but I'll tell you what, it really nails the head. Nails. What's I'm trying to say? It's the nail on the head. It's the nail on the head. Well, I've actually got a question about that parable, Riley. Um, and this is the one where, you know, the master gives a servant five bags of gold. And then the next servant, I forget whether it's two or three bags, but mm. the last um, servant gets given one bag. And so let's say there's a, a big analogy going on here where, mm okay, Riley, you've been given five bags or, you know, you've been given a, a greater capacity, more gifts than the person that's been given two bags. Like, I think this is the kind of um, idea that we're tracking with. And so I got a question about that. Is, is that unfair? Like, is it unfair that 
this master is allocating different amounts to each servant. And in the same way, is it, is it just a bit unfair that some people are dealt quite, you know, whether it's better or worse or healthier or unhealthier card, you know, like it's, it just seems a little bit unfair to me. Yeah. And I think even when you, we read through it, like I still go like, isn't it unfair that, you know, servant number one who gets given five bags, clearly a great servant, literally doubles them, ends up with 10 bags, you know, to show his master and the master goes like, awesome, like great stuff. Like, you know, we'll be able to, you'll be able to share in my happiness, cause him a good and faithful servant. Like, you know, servant number one, he's, he's nailed it. Servant number two, two bags, given two bags, he puts it to work, gets two more bags out of it, four bags a lot. He gets exactly the same spiel from the master. So even a servant number one to servant number two, I'd even, if I was servant number one, I'd kind of be going like, that's still like a little, that's still unfair. Like, like I literally like, I've got 10 bags. He's only got four, but he's getting like the same amount of praise and like affirmation. But um, he's also being able to share in the same, you know, same experience that I've been invited into. Um, and then of course, servant number three, well, he yeah gets in a little bit of strife for himself, but yeah, like it, it does. It just sounds unfair. And I think there's also a question in there that we have to wrestle with as a listener, as a reader of like, is it, it like it is unfair, but is it unfair that someone who has wealth gets to kind of issue it and, you know, give it how he'd like to as well? Like, is that unfair? Um, but this is the whole premise of the parable, right? Too like it's a big part of it that is that life is unfair. Um, you know, and life is, is it's probably more so that life isn't even like, it's not like we all have been given the same slice of the pie, same slice of the pizza. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to argue, like if I get given the smallest or the largest piece of pizza at a party at connect group, like I'm going to be pretty happy. Like (laughs) it's a good big piece. Like, um, but you know, when you get the smaller piece, it's kind of one of those things where it's just like, you know, on the back of your head, you can be nibbling away at that. And you're going to finish it faster than anybody else because it's the smallest piece. But like, yeah, it's, um, it, it can often lead us when we just see that or feel like life is so unfair. It can leave us in a real slump um, and leave us feeling down too. Um, but I think something like that I reflected on particularly, or even going back to your question, like, is it unfair that some people get given five bags, others two, some one bag? Like, that's that's totally on us to kind of decide, but we also have to wrestle with the fact, like, it's, like, it's, it's just fact, like, life isn't even. But mm. it's one of those things, again, where we can't actually miss out on this attitude of gratitude of going, like, hey, what have I actually been gifted? Because, you know, I think even going back to our Be Rich series that we've done each year at, at um, Beyond, like it's really obvious to see that for a lot of us, even for a lot of the people in our community, like we sit within, you know, the top percentage of rich people like in the world. Um, and also to be in the country that we're in, let alone the area that we're in, like great privilege there. But it's also recognising that my privilege of even having, you know, the, the things that I have um, or, or even... Um, you know, the opportunity to study, the work that I have as well. Like these are all things that I'm just like, it puts me in a very privileged position, even just in comparison to other people, but it puts me in an incredibly privileged position. And I think what's crazy is that more often than not, the people that are dealt the smaller peats of the pizza um, and are totally, you know, ready to roll on with it are those who've already actually gone through, you know, really tricky situations in their own life and difficult circumstances as well aren't in the same privileged position that we're in 
And those are the voices and those are the people that we actually need to be listening to and learning from once we recognize, regardless of whether we do or not, like that's, I think that's the position that we need to take to realize that we are actually in a very privileged position and that we have great responsibility to take in terms of leveraging the unevenness and the unfairness of life. Mm. I think, yeah, it's, it comes back to this idea of responsibility. Like we can't control what we've been given both from a um, very tangible, like wealth perspective, but also from a gift and talent perspective, we just have, we literally have no control over that. And I don't think it's worth us trying to fight for that, but to go, this is who I am. This is who God's created me to be. This is where he's placed me under these circumstances with this um, dealt hand, as we kind of talked about before, how do I take responsibility for it? And, um, I'm watching this Netflix. I know we've already mentioned one Netflix show today, but uh, I mean, halfway through. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's a Netflix recommendation podcast. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm halfway through this series called Made. And it's really interesting to see someone take responsibility for their life when they have been given a really awful situation. Hmm. There's no work. There's a domestic violence situation. There's a two-year-old child in a broken relationship. And it's the, the journey of her taking responsibility is, is quite phenomenal. And it, and it go, it, it just puts a lot of, a lot in perspective of how someone can take what they have, whether that is literally like 20 bucks and a broken down car mm. and, and turn it into something that's amazing. And I, again, I don't know how the story ends. I'm only halfway through, but it's that idea of it's, it is beautiful when you see, someone operating within what they have, not worrying about what anyone else has got in that moment. They're just doing their thing. And um, I wish we could be, yeah, I wish I was a bit more like that. You know, you just operate with what you've got. There's, there's no jealousy of what other people's situations are, or what they're, you know, what they've been given. You just, um, you know, to, to the best of your ability, following what you believe God has called you to. I think that's a really cool thing. Yeah. And I think this is, this is when we begin to realize too, because so bang on luck, like there's just no reason for excuses. I think once we hear a story like that, or once we engage in it and we know someone like that, when we actually journey alongside them, this is when it's this really compelling and like convicting thing as a follower of Jesus. Like if you're not a follower of Jesus, like it's not for, doesn't yeah, this isn't for you, but if you're a follower of Jesus, like this is when in terms of taking responsibility for our life, this is what I'm constantly wrestling with. Like Jesus showed like an, an incredible like ridiculous amount of generosity compassion to people who were just nothing like himself and you know when we talk about just like the reckless love of a heavenly father like of god and and again opportunities that we've been given to take responsibility of this is when we seriously have to start stripping back in our life like what are the things i'm holding on to for like just maximum security what are the things that are actually can be giving away not just spontaneous sporadically but as someone who wants to be more a more generous person as someone who actually wants to, to better help people, but also as someone who just wants to model Jesus' love to other people as well. So I think in this process of taking responsibility, we also have an opportunity to really embrace the life um, that God laid out for us and, and just embrace it to the full as well, which is really exciting. Yeah, that's so good. Um, as we wrap up this series, Riley, um, I've got a, just a really practical question for you how can I use what I've been given and, and what are some steps I can take to start beginning to take responsibility of what I've been given and, uh, you know, choosing, choosing how we respond to the opportunities that present our way. Yeah. Well, I think from 
a if you were in a spot right now where um, where you you connected in even into a local church and you're loving it, um, or even if you're in a spot where you're like kind of connected, engaging with the church, but I've just got so many questions. Or even if you're just listening today and you're like, this, like, this is a first step for me in even like going near or listening to like any content around trying to figure out who God is, who this Jesus fellow is, like how it all makes sense. Like I actually think a really great opportunity for anyone in that ballpark of things uh, to actually start is by finding a way to actually engage, engage uh, with your local church. Um, and I think part of that, particularly for those of us who might be connected into a connect group or for those of us who've got some questions and looking for, you know, a next step as well. It's actually looking at how can you take responsibility, responsibility for what you've been given. Um, but also, and I think this is one of the things I just love about being part of beyond as well, because this is how I ended up in it. There was no like role description for me, the responsibility. It wasn't really painted as much there. It was just someone pointing out to me like, Hey, you've got some, you've got some strengths going on here would you love to take just just own them and would you just love to jump in and come for the ride and just see see what it's like and um you know that came at a time for me where um i was really seeking out community so i had a lot of questions about god and uh, i think i began to learn that when i you know took a step into community and actually you know partnering within a community where i could have a sense of belonging but also have an opportunity to kind of put some of these strengths and also grow on the weaknesses into work Doing that in a space alongside of other people is just super exciting, super fun, but also was a massive growing and learning curve for me too. So I think that's definitely one practical step. I think the other side of it is really paying attention to, hey, what are some of those roles in my life? What are some of those roles I kind of jump across and some of my responsibilities there? That might be really clear to you. You already might know what they are. Um, but maybe for you, uh, you, if you're anything like me, it's also paying attention against any of the conflicts that you might be having within those roles or those conflicts in a conflict you have within yourself. Um, and really I'm talking about the stuff there where that kind of draws us to irresponsibility as we start to say that life is unfair, like life isn't even. And then we start falling into that cycle of just not owning things, you know, refusing to forgive people for things, just not taking responsibilities for our actions. So yeah, paying attention to your inner conflict, paying attention to your roles, and maybe for you today, it's actually engaging with your local church. Yeah. Thank you so much, Riley. That's an awesome way just to wrap that up with some really practical steps. Um, thank you. That brings us to the end of our Beyond the Message podcast today. Really appreciate your time and your effort that has been put into this one. And um, yeah, just looking forward to seeing the fruit of this series play out in our community and well beyond that as well. So thank you so much. And we will see you later. Thank you, Lockie. You've done an awesome job. It's been a great conversation over the last couple of weeks, too. So, been a blast. Too good, mate. Thank you. We'll see you soon. See you.